So now we want to talk about virtualization. And virtualization is used in order to make a server available to multiple systems. So um, essentially, you have physical servers. And um, if you're using physical servers directly, then you have one um, operating system and potentially one application per server. So this means you have higher upfront costs and high ongoing costs because for each uh, server or for each application, you need one server. And um, then um, typically your application won't run uh, or won't use the server efficiently and exhaustively. So think about a database application, for example, if, if you run it on a, on a server, then um, it will use, of course, a lot of resources, typically a lot of, um, of the, let's say, uh, the, the storage. So it needs to frequently read and write off the storage, but it won't necessarily use all of the compute resources. If you have a web server, for example, it will use more of the compute resources, but it typically won't use that much of, uh, of the storage um, in the server. And at the same time, if you have certain applications that just run single threaded or, um, yeah, I mean, many of the applications only run one thread um, per, per user, then all of the other threads are basically not used. And so um, the idea is that we somehow can put multiple applications and maybe multiple OSs on a single server in order to utilize it even better, especially if we have multiple CPUs and a lot of bandwidth on the server and maybe many small applications that don't need the complete server. And for this, um, we can use virtualization. So the idea is that the, the uh, we have the, the physical server, and then we have a virtualization layer, and the operating system is actually abstracted away from the hardware. So it's not running directly on the hardware anymore, but it's running on a virtualization layer that, that shows um, or gives a certain OS uh, hardware interface to the operating system, but it's, it will only be using a subset of the actual hardware. So it doesn't necessarily also at the same time that the, the operating system is not necessarily bound to the original hardware anymore, but you can move it and you can give it more resources or less resources. And you can at the same time run multiple operating systems and many applications on one server. Of course, you can run many applications on a single operating system. But then you have to deal with uh, multi-tenancy. So if different users uh, use the same server, then um, you always have to ensure that they don't see their data, et cetera. And if they're on separate OSs, then this is basically much safer. So the server virtualization is, typically, is actually the most common form of virtualization. So you have multiple um, OSs run on a hypervisor and uh, so the hypervisor uh, gives an, uh, a hardware interface to the operating system and, and creates this virtualization layer um, and contains a virtual ma machine monitor, which is basically this, the system that, uh, that controls all of the, all of the OSs on the, on the server. And uh, examples would be KVM or the Oracle Virtual Box. And, the virtual host is a physical server with a virtual uh, virtualization layer. And then you have a virtual machine on top 
which includes the complete operating system and all of the applications. And you can have many virtual machines on a single virtual host. And there's two different types of hypervisors. So the type one hypervisor is directly on the hardware. So which means it's native um, without any OS uh, underneath. So examples were, are KVM, uh, VMware, ESX or ESXi, and the Microsoft Hyper-V. And then there's also type two hypervisors which are hypervisors that are running on top of an OS. So VirtualBox, for example, is such an hypervisor or for Ember, VMware Workstation. So this is something you would run, for example, in your OS. So in our, uh, in our exercises, this would be a way, uh, would be a type two hypervisor. If you have a virtual uh, box, for example, that runs in your operating system and then you have an operating system inside the hypervisor which of course is less efficient than running it directly on the hardware. And uh, this is already a bit of a problem here. So it's not that efficient doing this virtualization. I mean, the nice thing about the virtualization is that you have this complete uh, separation. So each operating system is really completely separated from the other operating systems in the virtual machines. Um, but the in the end, um, each virtual machine needs a full operating system. And that, of course, uses quite a bit of uh, resources. So you need additional RAM, you need additional uh, CPU, uh, and you need additional disk just for each operating system. And if you think about a modern operating system, so Windows or even Linux, a typical installation will already require quite a bit of disk uh, space. And this is essentially wasted because you're just replicating it in each of the um, in each of the virtual machines, and at the same time you also have to administer each of the OSs um, on in each virtual machine. So there's a lot of redundant work, and for this there's actually something new, and that's containers. And containers are something that um, or the idea of containers is that we provide an isolated area. So a process sub area inside the OS, um, which is isolated from other processes. So processes within a container don't see other processes on the system, but they use all of the host OS resources at the same time. And uh, one example is Docker, uh, which is the yeah, most well-known um, container management. And um, so in general, the operating system does not provide much isolation by default. But uh, the, if you're using uh, like the containerization, then um, you have a, a, a isolation of the virtual memory and um, you have an isolation of the processes. At the same time, you don't, you're still using the host OS, so you have less um, less uh, overhead of additional um, yeah, multiple OSs running on a node. And the, the, the mechanic that is used uh, for the containers, uh, other than the hypervisors, is uh, namespaces. So if you remember the hypervisors, they basically just give you an abstraction of the hardware and give each individual OS an abstraction of the hardware. So a complete operating system will be built on top of that. In a container, we're actually using the namespace 
um, uh, construct in order to, to separate individual applications. And for this, um, or this has a sort of a history. Um, so, I mean, it started with something called change root, which is an idea that you have different kind of root directories for different applications, and mainly, for example, uh, for the web server. So that if you run a web server, uh, this will actually be located in a different um, directory, and it won't be like these directories are then completely separate from the original root directory, so you don't access the same uh, same directories, and you have a bit of isolation and more security here. Then um, you at uh, in two thousand two, you actually are the Linux um, provided um, their namespaces, and the namespace idea is that you have process or you have different areas in the OS um, for different processes, meaning that processes think they, they run exclusively in the OS within a namespace. Like all processes within a namespace see each other, but other processes um, in another namespace cannot be seen. And this was first used for mount uh, namespaces, so for mounting different drives, etc. And uh, then it was extended and um, yeah, then in 2013, actually Docker came up and we had in 2008 before there were uh, additional uh, namespaces, etc. And with Docker, there was this, um, this, yeah, this idea of using the, the process containers, the C groups namespaces um, in order to really build complete applications and uh, like a complete subsystem inside a Linux system. In 2016, actually Windows came up with the same, or Microsoft also included this idea in Windows. And so the idea is that a namespace wraps the global uh, system resource into an abstraction. And um, as I said, like processes within the same namespace um, see each other, but uh, in other, they cannot see anything in another namespace. And uh, they have their own um, isolated instance of global resources, say, for example, of disk, etc. So they can they see disk as their own disk rather than having access to other disk. And uh, any kind of changes to the resources are hidden uh, from the processes in other namespaces. So we have this complete isolation. And the most important one um, for us is the C group. So this is this process group um, where we can build new um, process groups for a different set of processes. And these groups of processes then can be formed to into a container. But at the same time, uh, there's also the IPC, so the process communication, the network namespaces, mount namespaces, etc. And the namespace trick a process into seeing an entirely separate machine. And this is what Docker uses, which then gives you the same idea of a virtual, like a virtual machine. So in the virtual machine, um, of course, the, the process, the OS sees the, the system as its own, right? It sees a completely separate system. And the namespace is a lightweight uh, version of that 
where we're using the same OS, so we're not implementing or deploying a new OS, but we um, we're just um, basically tricking the process to see a, or separating the process in a way that it only sees its own version of the OS. And so the, the idea in that, that came with this was the, the shipping container analogy. So the a shipping container is basically um, a complete uh, self-contained good in a standardized unit. So it's it's arbitrary, but we have this this standardized container that we can easily transport and is uh, efficient for international trade. Trade and so for the for the um, uh, the hardware or the, the computer containers, the server containers. The idea is that we have a self-contained package of the necessary software and the data. So some application and uh, some data that we want to use, that's a read-only image. And uh, then we have this lightweight virtualization using the, the C groups, so the namespaces that trick these processes that run um, in the software, that run the software that we have in the, in the package. Um, in an isolated fashion. And uh, Docker uh, Incorporated is the main force behind the Docker project. And that provides a, a set of tools to build and distribute these applications in containers. And there's Docker Hub, which also has uh, a lot of yeah, different kinds of containers pre-packaged in a reg registry. So you can actually download things there. And uh, the Docker engine is then um, a tool for managing the containers on your system. So you install Docker, the Docker engine, and uh, then you can manage and execute Docker objects on, on your system, essentially. And so what you're actually getting is a Docker image. And uh, an image is a read-only template um, with the instructions for how to create a Docker template. And the, the image has a layered structure. So um, you have multiple, um, basically multiple layers built on top. So you have an OS image, for example, that could be Ubuntu, um, that has all of the, the, the code or all of the, the software that is in the OS. Then you have a framework image that is Apache, and then you have your website image. And these are just uh, individual images that will be copied one over the other. And each layer depends on the underlying layer, but you can reuse the underlying layer. So you can reuse, for example, the OS image and put other images on top. And then you use the Docker file to create these images, and uh, these can be then uh, also publicly available through Docker Hub. And then the client will say build, pull, and run. That on the host, you have the Docker daemon that runs uh, these or starts these individual images and, and or uses these individual images to start different containers that will contain all these individual, um, individual layers with individual applications. And so typically, um, you would say, for example, uh, take an OS um, layer or image with already some application in there, say MapReduce, and then you put your own code in there. And you can actually, if you have your um, 
your code that you will reuse and want to deploy it on multiple systems, then you will put this also into your image and you can ship the image to different kind of servers where you have the Docker daemon running that will boot up and then you have a completely deployed um, container having your MapReduce program in the MapReduce framework in some kind of OS image. And that's the idea of virtualization. Now, we somehow have to know where to run which and at what time, basically in order to use the, the servers efficiently. And this we do with scheduling. 